things or what you know will please people i've even been in my legal profession for instance i've been in situations where okay i'm seeing this really nice opportunity that can take me to the next level it demands me doing something that does not align with my belief so at that moment you need your love for christ going to be greater than the possible gains from that thing or are you going to let your desire for worldly gain win i believe that's the question we should ask ourselves as christians and as christian creatives so you don't you don't god gave you the gifts you don't dwell so much on the gift and the gains from the gift that you neglect the giver who gave you those gifts this is the christian authors podcast and i'm your host victory i connect you to real people who have real stories and are willing to share their real life experiences of becoming an author thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode i'm so glad to have you join us today Let's dive in. On this episode, I had a conversation with E.C. Anna, the author of five books, and recently she launched a new book, Adizad. E.C. Anna has a lot to tell you about how she was able to manage being a lawyer and also writing books. You will surely love to listen to our conversation. My name is Hannah. I am a lawyer, a book project consultant, book editor, and Christian fiction author. And I am pleased to be here today. Thank you very much. All right, so we are pleased to have you join us, Miss Anna. I want to start with this question. Everybody has a chaos moment in their life, and something went, and they just feel like, wow, I should be doing this. So I want to ask you, you are a lawyer. So what has prompted you to go into the field of writing and not limit your creativity to the law? Maybe to say, oh, I'm just going to become a Christian fictional author. Is there a chaos moment in your life when everything just changed? How do you absorb the change? Yes, I am a lawyer, but the truth is, I've always wanted to write. I've always wanted to be a writer. Okay, so I'll share something very short with you. When I was in elementary school, primary three to be exact, I would cut out um, pieces of cardboard paper and add them together with um, gum, super glue, in a book form with pages and all. Then I'd write a story inside, put a drawing up on the front page, the title, and go to the back and write a short bio and put myself as the author. That was how <laughs> interested I was in writing. Wow. <laughs> so I always wanted to be a writer. Like I would read books and just imagine myself, and my name being on the cover of books, and imagine myself being called an author. But let's say one thing happened and for a long time, I just abandoned the dream. So when at last I started to think of writing again, I just felt discouraged because I felt I wasn't good enough. I mean, I was reading these wonderful books by wonderful authors and I was so perfect, so good with words and um, I'm not good enough to write like them. But something happened in um, 
2020. And that was that I set up my professional editing firm and I went into professional book editing and proofreading. So that was when I discovered that most of these authors I thought were very perfect, were not so perfect because their first drafts are, and even subsequent drafts were imperfect they had a lot of flaws and a lot of errors so it's editing over and over again and proofreading that brings out the final work so I was encouraged that if so maybe I'm not perfect all right but imperfect as I am I can actually write something that can reach out to the world and actually do the work of evangelism without me even leaving my immediate environment and that was what spurred me back into the realm of writing so it sort of revived my dream yeah yeah so that's where we are right now uh, I could totally relate with the experience of you cutting cardboards together and then attaching your name to the back and calling yourself an author. I believe everybody that has gone through the childhood experience of loving books and uh, they just love to write and kind of like pass through that process. I've also passed through that process. You know, whenever my dad buys a bundle of books, I'm books like notebooks, I'm the first person to pick. I will pick half of the dozen. And I will shout at me. I will just pack them and keep them in my room. So they are my saver. I will just keep on writing and writing and writing and writing. So I think that your parents moment came when you when you started your own uh, film and then you saw that people were not actually perfect. People yeah. were actually imperfect. And it is just the fine tuning and the publishing and the polishing that makes yeah. them look like they are perfect. Yeah. So I think someone needs to hold that to mind that imperfection only exists in your mind. You know, to find out that you are also uh, a story in the making and people will be impressed by what you can bring out. All right, so that's been very, very interesting to hear. So let me just um, go to your recent book. I, I had the opportunity of reading a few of the chapters on, on Temidios, which is our website, that's Temidios.com. Uh, and then I was looking at it and I was like, wow, you are writing about um, a, an opposite religion. And when we talk about the world, the, the latter populace of the religion, the world, we have the Christianity and we have the Islamic religion. And now your book is talking about conversion. So I want to ask, what um, called you into writing uh, a story that is, because I don't think I've ever found myself writing about a story of someone that is converting from another so what makes you just um, imagine your your protagonist to be someone that is changing from to be someone that's changing from islamic religion into christianity and i just in any threats maybe from those in your law firm and when they read about the synopsis of the book and they're like wow anna you're writing about my religion so you mean that my religion is not good so I I don't know. Have there been any? Let me say a minor threat here, and how have you been able to stand out and say I know what I'm writing about, and I want you to look beyond the clock of of religion, and it's about your life and the relationship with God. Yeah, true. Okay, so <clears throat> this one is somehow. Um, actually, <laughs> I received inspiration for my book sometimes in really weird ways, and this book was one of them. 
So sometime last year, towards the end of July, I was actually sitting for an exam. And one night I had finished reading, so I was just about to sleep so I can wake up later in the night to continue my reading. And just those few moments where you are in between consciousness and sleep, I received the inspiration for Happy Zat. In my mind's eye, I saw the beginning and the end. I didn't see the middle. So it was strange seeing that, but then you are a writer, so you know this excited feeling that comes when you just have a new story and you can't wait to put the words down so i couldn't wait to finish my exams start putting the words down along the line when it got really tense at the stage where the protagonist had to make a decision between the religion that she would pitch her tent i really got lost i really got lost i didn't know what to write again yeah um temidayo Ogule was my editor and accountability partner. So at that point, she was putting pressure on me and like, where is the next? What is going on next? What's going on? What's going to happen next? And I answered her honestly one day and I said, I don't know. So I had to pray and after prayers, I received more inspiration and I went on. But the fears came at that moment because I was like, what if people of the other religion misunderstand this chapter and even my editor the midayo at a point she she had to ask me to recouch certain words she said you know we don't want trouble and all that so i had to recouch it but the major message was still there and i couldn't really tamper with that so at that point it was just like god's will be done and i thought after all there have been writers who went far deeper than i did I mean, there was um, Bill Kiss Sheikh and um, Richard Schneider in I Dared to Call Him Father, even if that was a true story. Then there's this Nigerian author too, Tokbe Omotosho, in um, the love series, Love Me Again, I'll Keep Loving You, and Once Upon a First Love. She also wrote something about conversion from one religion to another. So I just felt if these people could do it and they're okay, well, I'll just change a few words being that might raise aggression and then leave the original story just the way it is so that it can really minister to people who are going through this phase and then God can do his work in their lives. Uh, that's, that's wonderful. So let me just ask you, among the people that have uh, bought the book, has there been anybody that has kind of like messaged you and maybe they are work, maybe they are from the other religion? And their words have come like offensive because of what you have done in the past. Oh, okay. Right now, no one has. So right now, no one has messaged me like that in that <laughs> manner. Yeah. Yeah. I think the wisdom of God is profitable to guide us to direct. So That's true. I read a book like that in ISIS, I think ISIS, and that book was, I was like, Jesus, how can this man do so, so blunt and so brutal for me to be reading No matter your religion, I must feel the love of God. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's not about attacking them, it's about you letting them know the love of God. So, yeah. And I think that's what your book has done because at the end of the story, I was able to see the love of God and I was able to smile. Let me, let me just ask you this question because. Uh, for many writers, you know, there are many people that will say that writing has helped me 
put down my thoughts into words and some things I'm not bold enough to say, I've been able to put them down into words and be able to communicate my feelings or my life expressions to the world. Have you ever felt like that, that writing is a way of you communicating to the world? And how have you been able to merge through communicating your feelings? Okay, okay, yeah. I've actually felt like that. Well, um, <laughs> this question is wanting to make me put out an information concerning a book that is not yet ready <laughs> okay so um <laughs> uh i don't know well my readers should watch out for next year there's this book that has a little bit of um homosexualism in it now we all know the rage about homosexualism when you are talking about homosexuality people like don't judge don't judge you know that sort of thing but um we have as christians this major thing is that we are christocentric we are christ-centered so we have to really look bible to say what does the bible say about it so it's not about writing what you know will please your audience or what you know will please people i've even been in my legal profession for instance i've been in situations where okay i'm seeing this really nice opportunity that can take me to the next level it demands me doing something that does not align with my belief so at that moment mm-hmm. you need is your love for christ going to be greater than the possible gains from that thing or are you going to let your desire for worldly gain win? I believe that's the question we should ask ourselves as Christians and as Christian creatives. So you don't, you don't, God gave you the gift. You don't dwell so much on the gift and the gains from the gift that you neglect the giver who gave you those gifts. He gave you those gifts for a reason, to live the life of God here on earth. I mean, I believe the how you can overcome that fear as an author, as a Christian creative, is to put your eyes on the giver, keep your eyes on the giver, and not the gift itself. I believe that's something that has helped me, and I believe it will help others as well. Okay, so um, what are some of the advantages of writing Christian focused book? Like, what are the advantages and disadvantages that has brought to you? Okay, so um, I'll start from the advantages. Christian fiction for me has been a conventional sharing the good news. You know, a lot of people are, they think they believe that soul winning is just person to person evangelism or holding crusades and winning souls. But that is not true. For instance, thoughts of the release earlier this year is an anthology of poems, of Christian poems that actually reach out to the depth of the soul and monies have come since the release of thoughts of the redeemed so even at a time i was outstanded at what god was doing in the lives of people so i believe christian fiction is a not so conventional way of sharing the good news and i believe that's one of the advantages for me you are being creative and yet you are winning souls because it's both entertaining and so winning as well because you win souls through christian fiction then the second thing for me is the fulfillment and satisfaction when people call me or send me messages and they are like oh this book touched me it's a situation i'm passing through right now and i got something from the book that really ministered to me and i feel so fulfilled and satisfied that oh god is doing through me and really there's no greater feeling than that than doing the work of your father a third one i'll just stop there a third one is that it's a cool side income you know the bible says that it is god that power wealth 
that part is not really the physical part, it can be ideas or relationships or such like. For me, in this case, it's inspiration to write. And it gives a cool side income because here I am doing my day job as a lawyer. And then I was just telling my sister today, just receiving credit alert, that, oh, someone just bought your book on Seller. Someone just um, downloaded your book on Okada Books, you know, that sort of thing. So it's actually yeah. a cool side income. <laughs> now for All the right. disadvantages. You mentioned one that... Um, People just feel Christian fiction is boring. But most times, for those people that say that, some of them have never actually opened a Christian fiction book. Because if you read Christian fiction, you would know that Christian fiction is interesting. It's interesting. Okay, um, I also want to say, because normally um, I like to, for some times, as a, a Christian romance author. So some Christians just take the issue somehow and be like, how can a Christian be writing romance and all, all what's not? But what I say is actually part of the Christian life. Because you have marriage in Christendom and there's romance yes. in marriage. So romance is actually part of the Christian life. So what are we talking about? We are, as long as you are not going overboard with description or depiction of some graphic description of some scenes, that's then it's just yeah. all right all right you, you can write clean fiction there's someone who wants entertainment instead of turning to the stories of the world that person will simply turn to stories that are fictional but also tell the message of christ yeah then another disadvantage i really want to point out is that some people just feel because you say oh you are a christian fiction author that your books should be for free they're like, oh, since you want to win so much, that is that's not a way to encourage creatives. That's no way to encourage them at all. You don't say, oh, because you're writing for Christ, then give it out for free. No, I don't subscribe to that. And the last one is a last disadvantage is that because um, Christian fiction is still not so widely recognized, you it into some competitions and contests. That's because for, personally, for me, I like. Um, putting in my work competitions and writing contests and all those sorts of things. It lets me know that oh, I'm actually doing well and um, my books are actually doing well and I'm actually a good writer. Sometimes it's difficult to find competitions that are ready to consider a Christian work or a Christian fiction work. Most times they're all concentrating on maybe something that's purely romantic or erotic something talking about um, lgbtq something talking about the different things yeah something talking about horror and you although that the narrative is changing because for instance like last year i was able to put in an entry for the christian storyteller prize by pastor laju iren I was also able to submit one of my works intertwined, got to top five in the African mm. Christian Fiction Writers Contest. So the narrative is changing slowly because some contests are coming up that border Christian works. But I feel there should be more. And in fact, I'm going to be using this medium to announce that there's actually one that I'm planning, a Christian Writers Contest. It's going to be published November, in November. So the um, ground plan is on. Everything has been planned since May. 
but we're going to be doing it in November. So I believe there should be more competitions and contests for Christian story writers, um, Christian poets, and all that to actually showcase their creative work, their creative side, and possibly win awards for it. That's, that's very good. So I think the listeners out there who are interested, they should watch out for November, right? November this year. And who knows, maybe someone might become your, the winner of the cash prize. Yes, okay. so actually be three winners. There actually be three winners featured. The three of them will get prizes and free editing and proofreading. Uh, I was thinking the cash prize is a million dollars. So maybe I should... I think uh, for, for November, a million dollars is not a joke. <laughs> All right, we are getting there. All right. So, um, you, I, you've mentioned about what your readers should expect in the future. And I, I, I'm very sure you said you are going to be publishing a book and everybody's excited about it. So, watch out for Isiana. She's publishing a book. Is it 2023 or 2024? Anyway, anytime, as God will permit it. So, you want us for more of our books. So let me just let's just ask this um, question to wrap everything up. So how have you been able to tackle the fear of launching now? And um, because uh, we understand, uh, we already talked about you not the imperfection exists in the mind. So yes. what advice do you have for authors out there intending new existing authors like yourself and like me? Although I had to work on myself first to overcome the fear of launching out. But it's also helped that I had a supporter, something I can, someone I can call a hype woman, and that person was Ogunleye Temidayo. So we met yeah. in 2018, but it was in 2019 that she had to see some of my works, and she noticed that I could whip up a very interesting story in min- in minutes. And so from that moment, she kept on disturbing me. Hannah, you write well, you write well, write and let's publish, write and let's publish. So even while I was holding myself back, hearing someone speak words of encouragement really did a lot to my um, self-esteem in the area of writing. So I believe it always helps to have a supporter and an accountability partner. Because most times, if you just start writing, if you don't have someone to keep you on your toes, you would end up never finishing that work. So I would advise authors and would-be authors to get a pro- book project consultant and or accountability coach. Why I use and or is that your book project consultant might also be your accountability coach. But if possible, you can also get both of them in different personalities to work with you to help you achieve your writing goals. Yeah. I pray that the Spirit of God will direct them to our people of like mind because that's very, very important. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us for this very quick chat, great chat things about you. So, thank you so much for. Uh, spreading the light of the gospel through your books. All right, so how can uh, those that are listening connect with you and how can they get your new book? All right, so on social media, I just mentioned the major ones. On Facebook, I'm Hannah Ayawili. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm EC Hannah Choir. EC underscore. Hannah underscore ESQ. 
just get in contact with me then you can get access to my new books however i have um, a profile on amazon ec hana i also have a profile on bam books and okada books ec hana as well and even one on smash but ec hana so if you just go on any of these platforms just type in ec hana and you'll get access to my books all right so i think also a quicker way to get access is just to go to go on google and type in ec anna so exactly to break all, all the everything to have every, everything but also please, uh, our listeners can check uh, the uh, podcast episode details the links will be there and also they can check on the website at podcast.achiva.com and the details about the author will be included. Thank you so much for joining us for this quick episode of the author staff with Isi Anna and she is the author of the latest book Adidas and you will love to read about it and you will love to read about it. <laughs> but it's a pleasure to have you join us today from whatever part of the world you are in and I wish you have a lovely day ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in and living your own victory. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do well to like, share, and also subscribe on the platform you are listening to now. It's going to give me such great joy to know that you have enjoyed listening to the conversation with the guest author. Till another time, I remain your host, Victory. For further inquiries, you can send me an email at the Christian Authors Podcast at gmail.com also you can visit my website at podcast.achiva.com every relevant link will be included in the description thank you so much for tuning in and have a lovely day bye